Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks, to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. I am really, really excited today as we dive into today's episode, the magic of surrender, finding the courage to let go, exploring the power of surrender in our lives. This week, folks, as I record this podcast episode, my new book, The Magic of Surrender, is being released and launched into the world. And I'm really, really excited, honored, privileged to be sharing the book with you. If you haven't ordered the book, definitely make sure you order it now. You can get it from Amazon or www.themagicofsurrender.com. Go there, get your free gifts. I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited about the magic of surrender. In fact, I do need to confess as we begin the exploration on surrender, the magic of surrender book is not the book I thought I was going to write. I thought I was going to write some other book. I had all of these ideas and intentions and goals of the book that I thought I was going to write. I remember one day when I was beginning to explore the process of writing the Magic of Surrender book, I had an entire whiteboard the size of a wall. And I was brainstorming and bouncing more sorts of ideas onto the whiteboard. I had hundreds of ideas of the book I thought would be great. I had hundreds of ideas of what I thought I should write. I had hundreds of ideas of different titles. Ideas that I thought would sell, ideas I thought people would want, ideas I thought would be great marketing, uh, would, would provide great marketing angles, ideas I thought publishers would love, ideas I thought would be slam dunk, New York Times bestselling type of books. Yet one day, in my exploration and brainstorming, it was as though the soul of the book just revealed itself. And I saw that the theme of the book was indeed surrender. It shook me at first. It surprised me at first because here I was looking at all these other great ideas. And yet it seemed so obvious that it was right in front of me. You know, in life, sometimes we have an idea of what we think we want. We have an idea of what we think something should be. We have an idea of who we think we should be. We have an idea of how we think our life should look. We have an idea of how we think a relationship should look, that we're not even available to what something really is. We're not even available to the uh, highest expression of what life is seeking to 
to to bring into manifestation in our lives because we're so attached or we're so focused on life being a certain way. When we get so attached to something being a certain way, when we get so attached to life being a certain way, when we get so attached to a relationship being a certain way, then we limit our openness, we limit our availability, we limit our focus to a specific reality that may not be uh, the best reality, the highest reality, the most authentic reality in that moment from a place of mind or personality or ego, we want what we want. But just because we want something and we really believe we want something, that doesn't mean it's right for us. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's what our soul needs. Sometimes what we think we want is not what we really want. It's just what we think we want based on who we think we are. And if we're not in touch with who we really are, then what we think we want and our goals and our intentions will be uh, not truly deeply authentic. And that's why I think many times we end up achieving goals that we set out to achieve only to be left with an empty feeling, the sense of, is this it? Is this all? Because what our soul is really seeking is something deeper, is something more. And so here I was when I got clear that the book was about surrender. It was as though the soul of the book revealed itself. And at first, my mind, my ego resisted. No, I want to write a book about something else. And it became so clear that to, to deny that would be a resistance. And I really believe that when we resist life and we resist the flow, the deeper impulse, we begin to create blockages to every single area of our life since every single area is interconnected. And so I had to go through a process of surrender, of surrendering to not the book that I wanted to write, but the book that was seeking to be written. There is a book that is seeking to be written. There is a life that is seeking to be expressed. There is a deeper impulse of, a, of, of, of how life is seeking to express itself through you, that the more you can be open to that, the more you can be available to that, the more you can be um, willing and, and, and open to allowing life to show you, allowing life to lead you, that's where the magic happens. Because sometimes... We want what we want, or we have this idea of what we want, but the idea of what we want is also limited. The idea of what we want is based on our limited our ego, our limited perception, which is, uh, which is based on the conditioning and the level of our consciousness in a particular moment, but also the level and the degree to which we are conditioned by past experiences, relationships, pains, trauma, wounds, hurt, childhood programming, parents, cultural upbringing, religion, generational patterns, etc., etc. From the perspective of the ego, we're not able to see the whole picture. From the perspective of the ego, we're not able to see the entire infinite possibilities of the universe and how the universe is seeking to manifest. We're only able to see through our limited lens. And yes, let's be clear, folks, just to admit, you can, manif you can live life and manifest life from the ego. You can, but it will often end up being a limited life. It might be a good life, but it will often end up being a limited life. When you surrender, and we'll talk about a bit about what surrender is, when you truly live surrender, you're truly available in surrender, you're truly open in surrender, 
When you are living surrender, you are open, you are available. You take the limits off of life of what you think should be. You stop trying to impose your limited idea on life and fit life into a small box of your own ideas and thinking. And you allow yourself to be fully available, fully open, fully willing, fully receptive to the bigness of life, which is beyond your knowing. Life, you see, is beyond your knowing. Life is beyond your past. Life is beyond your pain. Life is beyond anything that's ever happened to you. Life itself is infinite. And when we truly live in that openness, when we truly live in that full heart, open availability, we take all the limits off of life. And then what life can do, how life can express the magic in which life can uh, create itself and show up for us is not limited to us, is not limited to our identity. That's when we start to live in a zone of infinite possibilities. And that's when we begin to live in a zone of magic. So when you surrender, you take the limits off of life. That doesn't mean you don't show up. That doesn't mean you don't give 100%. That doesn't mean you don't commit. It really just means you're fully available and open. So one thing that has to be given up is the attachment the attachment to an outcome, the attachment to a specific goal, the attachment to something being a certain way. So you give 100%, you show up fully, you give 100%, you give everything you've got, but you also stay open and available. When you're truly open and available, then you allow life and the feedback of life to guide you, to show you without trying to hold on, without trying to force. So to surrender is when you stop trying to force life. To surrender is when you stop trying to control life. To surrender is when you stop trying to manipulate life. You know, as human beings, we are constantly trying to control life. I had to surrender to the book that was seeking to be written. In that moment, I realized that my job was not to even write the book, but to get out of the way, to, to align myself, to feel the book that was seeking to be written. And I realized that the magic of surrender was the book that was seeking to be written. And I was the one, in fact, not writing the book. The book had an essence and a message of its own that I had to be obedient to that and be, a, be in service to the book that was seeking to be written. When we do that, when we align with our truth, when we align with the flow of the universe, then we bring ourselves into the flow. And when we are in the flow, then the universe manifests through you rather than you trying to manifest in the universe. The universe manifests through you because you are open and available. You tap, op you tap into the infinite stream of possibilities of life. Life starts to express. Life starts to manifest. Life starts to live. Life and what life can do, it's like you're riding a wave in an ocean. You catch a wave, you ride the wave. So you're feeling for the wave. You're not trying to imagine going to the ocean, folks, and, and you take a hose and you try to manufacture a wave. This is what many of us do. We try to manufacture the wave when there's no wave. We try to make a wave be there when there's no wave. Sometimes we can make something happen, but, but when, you, when you feel for the wave, you feel for the wave, you feel for the wave, and you ride the wave, you're in sync with nature. You still have to act. You still get to be committed. You still get to be 100%. You still get to work. You still go for it. But you're working with the flow versus against the flow. 
Yet as human beings, what we tend to do is we tend to control everything. Anyone realize? As human beings, one of the master addictions is control. Control gets in the way of our ability to flow. So take a look in your life and where are you trying to control? Take a look in your life to see how are you a control freak, right? We think we're in control and control is just an idea. It's an illusion. Look at 2020. We all have these amazing plans, all of these great plans, all of these great ideas, all of these great intentions. Boom, COVID, boom, pan pandemic, boom, shutdown, lockdowns, things hit. Our year changed pretty drastically. We think we're in control, but clearly we're not really. What you and I get to control, you know, as human beings, we, we desperately try to control everything to keep ourselves safe, to protect ourselves, for survival, to avoid pain, to get love, to be approved. We try to control how we're perceived by others in person, on social media. We try to control uh, what other people think of us. We try to control our bodies. We try to control our mind and meditation. E even in our prayer time, right? For those of you that pray, we try to control God in our prayers. God, be this. Do this for me. We try to control our children. We try to control our husband and wife and spouse, boyfriend and girlfriend. We try to control the weather. We try to control the present. present. We try to control our pet goldfish. We are addicted to control. But, my friends, if you really look at your life, if you really, really, really look at your life, has controlling or how has controlling really worked for you? How has living a life in the control seat really worked? Has it really worked for you? Have, have, has it worked out? All control and holding so tightly to control tends to bring is frustration, anxiety, stress, burnout, distress. Controlling and living in control has never really worked. If you really look, if you take a step back and look at some of the best things that have ever happened to you in your life, right? Some of the best things, folks, that have happened to you, meeting your soulmate, having your child, you know, meeting your business partner, going somewhere, the chance encounter happening that changed the trajectory of your life. Most of those things just happened. You didn't plan to meet your husband or wife at that time. You went out, you were living your life, and boom, just an act of serendipity. You had to go out, you had to take action, but you weren't in control in, those, in, in that one moment could have changed the course of your history. And so to surrender is to let go of control and instead to focus on what you can control. How you can, what you can control is what you choose to focus on. What you can control and do your best to control is the meaning that you give to things and what you choose to make things mean. You can't control always what happens, but you can control the meaning you assign to it. What you can control is uh, what you put into your body, what you can control is exercise, what you can control is how you show up, and what you can control is the level of intention and effort you bring to something, giving 100% to something. That's what you can control. You can't control the outcome because the outcome is determined by so many factors. Now, the more you show up fully, you give 100% fully, focus on the positive, then some of those outcomes might be influenced, but you can't control so long as you give 100%, and so long as you show up 100%, and you give 100%, and you let go of attachment to the results, there's freedom there. Surrender is to give up the idea 
of how you think your life should be. Because when we're so attached to the idea of what we think our life should be, we miss the life that is in front of us right now. And we also are not fully available to the life that is seeking to happen. Where in your life are you living that, folks? The life that I'm living is not the life I'm supposed to be living. I should be living some, some other life than I'm living right now. That's an idea, but the fact is you're living this life right now. So take a look. To control is to let go. To control is to be open. At some point, all of the great ones, all of the great ones, Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, Greta Thunberg, Malaya Yousafzai, Victor Franco, Sojourner Truth, etc., etc., etc. At some point, all of the great ones, they had to let go. They had to let go of control. They had to let go of their idea of what they thought and how they thought their life should be to, to be fully available to the universe, to be fully available to the divine. When we surrender, we take limits off of life. When we surrender, we become fully available. And in that availability, then life can use us, life can express through us, life can manifest through us rather than because we have gotten ourselves out of the way. And so consider this, what life can do through you, what life can express through you, this life, right, life that we're living is, what life can express through you is way more than what you can do of your own personal power, of your own ego power, of your own individual identity. What life was able to do through Gandhi and Mandela was bigger than what they could have done or manufactured or strategized on their own. They tapped into the force of life itself and life lived them. So what I'm saying, folks, if you really truly want to tap into your greatness, like real greatness, like we're so conditioned and sold the idea of greatness in our self-help culture. Oh, be great. You're great. But, but most of what's being talked about is the ego definition of great. The ego definitely, look at me, look at my watch, look at my money, look at my bank account, look at I'm the champion, right? And we see so many folks strutting themselves as, as great. But when you truly surrender, you surrender to life. You surrender to that, what is big, something that is bigger than yourself, life, the universe, intelligence, God, the divine, life force. And what's great is that. And that starts living through you in spite of yourself, and it will use you, life will use you, even with your human limitations, life used. Mother Teresa, who probably was not a perfect person. So it's in the surrender that you transcend your own limits. It's in the transcender, it's in the surrender that you go beyond yourself. And when you're fully available because you get yourself out of the way, life uses you, miracles start happening. Miracles begin happening in that moment through you, despite you, around you. It's why Gandhi, a small little man, was able to move the world. And so there comes a moment, folks, in our lives where the next level of your life will require 
the next level of you. There comes a moment in life where the life that you have been living is too small for what your soul is seeking to become and perhaps what your soul is seeking to express. It's too big for your life currently, the current structure of your life, and you have to let go. You have to release. You have to surrender in that moment. What you have to surrender is the old. What you have to surrender is that which doesn't work. What you have to surrender is the old way of doing things. What you have to surrender is the old identity. What you have to surrender is what is no longer a vibrational match. What you have to surrender are the people in your life that bring you down and aren't resonating with who you are anymore. That's what you have to surrender. But many times we're afraid to surrender that which isn't working because we get so identified to who we were. We get so attached and comfortable with who we were and what we had. We have this idea in our culture. And what I'm really excited about, folks, is a reframing, a reconsideration of surrender. We have this idea in our culture that surrender is weak, that surrender is passive, that surrender is means being taken advantage of, that surrender means you won't get your goals, dreams, or desires, that surrender means you waving the white flag. And so sometimes we're afraid to surrender. The ego is afraid to surrender because it requires a letting go. But I'm actually proposing this thought to you. What if by surrendering? What if by surrendering you got so much more? That's right. What if through surrendering you got so much more? More love, more joy, more peace, more abundance, more magic. And when I say magic of surrender, magic by magic, I mean that which is beyond the linear, that which is beyond what you can expect, that which is more grand than your mind can imagine, that which is not limited to your past or, or your, your ego's vision, that, that is bigger and more than you could imagine. What if through surrendering you got more magic? Not less, but more. See, I believe that what we have to surrender to is our deepest truth. In so many ways, as human beings, we are compromising our truth because we're afraid. We're compromising our truth to keep ourselves safe. We're compromising our truth to protect ourselves. We're compromising the depth of our truth. What truths are you compromising? What lies are you telling yourself? What are you pretending to not know? What is it costing you? It's painful to not feel your truth. It's painful to not live your truth. It's painful to deny your truth. It's painful to, to betray yourself. It should be painful. To me, pain is not bad. Pain is a signal. Pain is not bad or a sign that something's wrong. Pain is simply a signal that something inside of you is still alive. You're feeling where you're off. Pain is often the signal that you're not living in alignment, that there's some, something that you're lying to yourself about. Thank God for the pain. Pain is feedback. Pain is your friend. Let me repeat. Pain is feedback. Pain is your friend. If you're willing to not, what we tend to do when we feel pain in our lives is we deny it, we distract it, we suppress it. We sex it away, we eat it away, we social media away, we, we drug it away, we play it away, we entertain it away, we shop it away, we deny it, we suppress it in some way, which just keeps us stuck and keeps perpetuating the situations and dynamic in our lives. When you realize that pain is a friend, pain is feedback, then you're able to ask yourself, what is the message of, message of this pain? 
and then look at where do I need to bring myself back into alignment? Where am I out of alignment? Where am I out of alignment? What do I need to tell the truth to myself about? When you deny the pain in your life and by lying to yourself, one of the things that keeps us stuck. So look at where am I lying to myself? If I'm really honest, if I'm really, really honest and someone put a gun to my head, what truths am I not telling myself about how I feel? Maybe you're in a relationship and you're like, well, it's not so bad. When, when pretty much, you know, this is not aligned. Maybe you're working a job that deep down you hate and you know it's not the most authentic expression of your purpose. Is not what you were put on this planet to do, but you've been settling for many years because it's safe, it's comfortable, even you're successful. People know you, people love you for doing that, but you know you're compromising. When you do that, you just stagnate your life. Holding on to that which is not working keeps you stuck. Holding on to that which isn't working simply is your affirmation of your lack of trust in the universe and you block the flow of your life. So what we tend to do is we tend to suppress, yes? I think we've all done this in moments. When we suppress the pain and we deny the pain because we're often afraid if I feel the pain, then what do I do? When you suppress the pain, and you don't acknowledge the pain, you distract from it for years or months or years, eventually that pain will end up expressing in some kind of depression because whatever you don't feel in a healthy way will often end up expressing in an, un in an unhealthy way. Number two, that pain when not felt and acknowledged and suppressed and suppressed over time because it's not acknowledged and shifts aren't made, it will off that energy will often simply stay stuck in your physiology, in your physical body, and create some sort of disease or ailment in your body in some way, shape, or form. Number two, number three, I should say, whenever you don't feel that pain authentically, you distract from it, you suppress it, you will tend to, because you're not owning it fully, integrating it, making the shifts fully, you will tend to attract people in your life that show up as physical mirrors and manifestations of the pain that you are not feeling and acknowledging deep inside yourself. Number four, when you don't feel the pain fully, how you know is you might, that energy has to go somewhere. So it might manifest as some sort of uh, blockage, stagnation, or drama in your life. That energy manifests as some sort of static in your life because it's not a flow. Best thing is acknowledge the pain, deal with the pain, bring yourself back into the truth. When you surrender to the deepest truth, the deepest, most authentic truth of your heart without compromise. And deep down, if we're honest, we know when you surrender to that truth and you live by that truth without compromise, you will always be led to the perfect place. You will always end up as the perfect person in the perfect place at the perfect time, even though sometimes during the moment of going through it, things may not make sense. During the moment of going through something, you might be confused. You might even hate it in the moment. But if you follow your truth, you will always end up in the perfect place. It's just that the route and the roadmap that your soul may take you on might not be the most expected route. But you can rest assured if you're following your truth, it will be the exact route your soul needs to journey on so that you can evolve in the way you need to evolve to become the person you need to be. Surrender, folks.
If you want magic, and many times we want more magic, we want more joy, we want, we want more abundance, we, we want more blessings in our life. If you want more magic, you must surrender. There's the equation. What do you need to surrender in your life? What do you need to surrender in your reality that is no longer working? It's time. If you want more magic, you must surrender. And many times we want the magic, but we don't want to surrender. It doesn't work that way. You can't keep eating donuts and milkshakes and, you know, uh, French fries and Big Macs and, you know, uh, uh, chocolate cakes four, five, 17 times a day and expect to be healthy. There's some things you've got to surrender. And there's the gift. There's the opportunity. Surrender is the most powerful thing you can do, folks. Surrender is the password for freedom. Surrender was the secret key to the great ones. Surrender is the foundation for living and fulfilling your destiny. We often surrender as a last resort. When there's no other way. When everything falls apart, I'm actually inviting you to surrender as a first resort, as the very foundation of your life. Surrender is not just for the spiritual ones on the mountaintops, but it's for you and I to live every day. So maybe you have a family member facing addiction. Maybe you were diagnosed with a supposedly incurable disease, or maybe you've been trying to get pregnant with a child for years, or maybe you've been single, desperately you know, yearning for your soulmate, questioning and wondering, will they ever show up in my life? Maybe you got fired from your job unexpectedly and you're freaked out. Maybe you're dealing with a toxic family member. All of these situations require surrender, but surrender doesn't mean laziness. Surrender doesn't mean doing nothing. Surrender means moving yourself into acceptance. Surrender means moving yourself into... See, what I do want to clarify is there is a difference between acceptance and surrender. Acceptance is when you accept reality as it is. And in order to change reality, you have to accept it as it is. This is surrender. But you can still be in, 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 sorry, this is acceptance, accepting reality as it is. Just to clarify, that's acceptance. But you can still be in acceptance, but not in surrender. Acceptance does not equal surrender. Just to be clear, what is surrender? Surrender is the open-hearted, authentic participation with the experience that's happening. It is the open-hearted, authentic participation with the experience that's happening. So you're fully participating. So you can be in acceptance. For, for example, if it's raining outside uh, and you're a little pissed off and mad that it's raining outside because you wanted to go outside and take a walk or have a picnic, but now it's raining. But you accept this raining, so you take an umbrella. But inside of yourself, you're moaning, groaning, upset. Nah, it shouldn't be raining. Uh, the experience that I'm having is not the experience that I should be having. That is the key recipe for any moment of resistance and suffering. We're fighting against the experience that we're having, thinking it's not the experience that we should be having. And so surrender is the open-hearted participation to the process of life that's happening. And simply what I mean by that is this. 
where you throw yourself in and you fully participate. Maybe if it's raining outside in that example, you run outside naked, or even though you can't go for a picnic outside, you invite your family inside for dinner and play games. You fully use the experience for your highest growth and evolution. To really move into open-hearted participation in this dimension of surrender requires, number one, that you trust that every single thing in the universe is happening for your highest good. The universe is always working for your highest good. Even if you can't see it that way, bringing you this or something better. So if your relationship ends, if you really believe that, that means God, the universe is bringing you an even better, more qualified, more amazing relationship. Trust it. Something better. So get curious. When things don't work out, don't get depressed. Get curious. Don't become closed. Get curious. What else could this mean? What, what else that's even better is about to show up for me in my life? Second thing is realize that you are a soul. You are a soul that incarnates into this human experience to learn, grow, and evolve. And as a soul, life is the classroom for your soul's evolution. Life is the classroom, and, and, and every single person, situation, dynamic, and experience is the curriculum for your soul's growth and evolution. That being the case, you can learn from everyone. You're always in class. Even the people that challenge you the most, the relationships that challenge you the most, are your greatest teachers, professors, and gurus. Life is a process of surrender, folks. Life is an evolutionary process. We sometimes forget thinking, ah, life is just to have fun and, you know, go out. And it's all great. Do that. But life is about evolution. Don't forget the real purpose of life. The real purpose of life is the evolution of your soul to, realize, to learn lessons and become more of who you really are. When you understand that, that, so even if you're faced with a challenging situation, even if you're faced with a difficult time, difficult situation, difficult relationship, if you understand that, oh, it's about evolution, it's about surrender, it's about learning lessons, then you're able to surrender to the lessons that your soul is needing to learn in that given situation or relationship right now. And when you learn the lessons in that situation, you begin to transcend that experience. You basically, you graduate. And when you graduate from that lesson, Remember, all lessons repeated until learned. When you graduate from that lesson, guess what? You transcend that experience. You earn the right to a whole nother level of experience, a whole nother level of, of relationship. You become available at a whole nother level because your energy and your vibration and your consciousness has now risen, has now evolved. Open-hearted participation. But, but the thing I want you to know, folks, between acceptance and surrender is a key phase that most people miss. It's called grieving. Grief. Grieving. G-R-I-E-V-I-N-G. Grieving. In the phase of grieving. Here's the deal. Most of us avoid this phase. That's why most people stay stuck in acceptance and they don't actually honor the grieving phase. Grieving is the bridge to surrender. Without grieving, there's no real authentic open-hearted surrender. So in the phase of grieving, you honor the grief. You honor the sadness. Surrender is a death. And so to let go of the past, you have to grieve the past, grieve the old, grieve the, the life you thought you were going to have and the relationship you thought you were going to have to grieve that is to really give yourself the space to let that go so that you can open to something new 
Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel the grief. When we don't allow ourselves to feel the grief, we can't truly open and surrender to the new part of you. We'll be stuck in the past. To truly honor the grief, you allow yourself to feel the grief and let it move through you. Grief will happen in layers. Grief will happen in stages. Grief may not happen all at once. But when you feel the grief, all feelings remain present till felt. When you feel the grief, you begin to peel away the layer of the grief. You will get lighter. Each time you do that, you get lighter and lighter and lighter and freer and lighter. We sometimes don't allow ourselves to feel the grief because we're afraid that if I feel the grief, it won't stop. It will be too overwhelming. It will be too much. We sometimes don't allow ourselves to feel the grief as a sneaky survival mechanism method that we, we feel, not even consciously, if I don't feel the grief and if I suppress the grief, then I don't have to acknowledge, for instance, the fact that my mother has died. Like if I don't grieve her, then she's not really dead for me. And so by not grieving, I get to still hold on to the old, to my mother, to my father, to the person, to the old relationship. I still get to live in that denial and hold on to it and keep a piece of it for myself. But in doing so, we stay stuck and a part of our heart isn't fully open. The other reason sometimes we don't grieve is a sort of spiritual bypass reason. I hear people say, Kut, I want to stay in a high vibration. Grief is not a high vibe. I want to stay in a high vibration. But here's the thing, by not acknowledging the grief, by not feeling the grief, we carry that old energy with us, which creates a, an energetic uh, heaviness in our consciousness. And as a result, we end up bringing that into our future, vibrationally then attracting a similar frequency to the grief that we haven't allowed ourselves to feel. Grieving is the pathway from acceptance to surrender. Once we surrender, folks, so make sure on a daily basis, you give yourself the space and time to grieve. Sometimes you journal. Sometimes you write it out. Sometimes you just be in nature, take a walk. Sometimes you just sit and let yourself feel. Sometimes you sit, you let yourself listen to music and, and just reflect, contemplate. But giving yourself the space to grief allows you to let go, allows you to clear away the layers so that you don't have to carry those layers with you manifesting the next level of your life is not about making shit happen. It's about letting go and removing all the blockages to the fullness of your heart and end grace of the universe from flowing. When you move from grief to surrender, you move from surrender to flow, magic starts happening. When you're truly in the flow, things start happening that you could not have planned. Things start happening that are better than you could imagine because when you're truly surrendered, you are surrendered to life. You surrender to source. You are no longer limited to the confines and the prison of your ego. Surrender, folks. It's an invitation to move from personal power, identity, to soul power, infinity. Truly open. Life is bigger than you. So last thing I'll say. When you're setting your goals, trying to decide how to move forward, don't just ask yourself the question, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Go deeper than that. Feel deeper than that. Ask yourself the question, what is it that life wants to express through me? What is it that life wants to make manifest through me, to create through me, to love through me? Ask yourself that question. It's a different question from what do I want? Because sometimes, as I said, what we think we want is only what we think we want based on who we think we are. 
But when you ask yourself, what is it that life wants to express? What is the deepest impulse of life that is seeking to express? What is the deepest impulse of life that is seeking to be made manifest through me? And you open to that. You become available to that. You feel that. And then you align with that. It's like feeling for the wave. Then you align your actions, your business plan, your strategy, your marketing, your 100% sweat equity effort around alignment. Many times we're just taking action on things that aren't aligned because everyone else is doing it, or it's what we think we should be doing, but it's not aligned. When you live in alignment, you're riding the wave. When you're riding the wave, the wave will carry you. And then life will begin to manifest through you in ways you cannot imagine. That's true limitlessness. That's true greatness. Then you're able to get yourself out of the way so that you can become a vessel and a vehicle for life to, to express through you. That's the zone of miracles, folks. That's the zone of miracles where you know it's not you doing it, but life doing it through you. That's surrender. What life can do through you, bigger than anything you can do on your own. Surrender to that. It worked for Mandela. It worked for Jesus. It worked for Bruce Lee. It worked for Muhammad Ali. It worked for Martin, uh, Mother Teresa. It worked for Martin Luther King. Surrender can work for you, and then you will feel its power. Dear friends, hope you enjoyed today's short episode. Please reflect on what, it is, what is it in your life that you need to let go of that's no longer aligned? What is it in your life that you need to release that is no longer a vibrational match? Surrender it, release it, and move forward courageously. If you enjoyed today's episode, as always, please review this episode on iTunes. Do me a favor, do that. Share with your friends. Do me a favor, do that. And uh, folks, depending on when you're listening to this, if you have not pre-ordered my new book, The Magic of Surrender, Finding the Courage to Let Go, it's out with Penguin Random House, Jeremy uh, Tarcher Peregrine. If you haven't gotten that book, please make sure you order that book. Go to www.themagicofsurrender.com. You can go to Amazon, enter your name, email, and receipt. You're going to receive all these free gifts. And also, depending on the date you're listening to this, you get to attend my May 8th intensive surrender masterclass for free until then sending you much love blessings and big hugs if you've enjoyed this episode of soul talk please do share the podcast with all of your friends let everyone know and make sure you download soul talk today i'm looking forward to next week where i'll get to share more inspiration with you meanwhile follow me on facebook instagram or social media you can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com if you feel ready to take your life to the next level join me at my exclusive event in bali www.boundlessblissbali.com where you can find out more and apply also make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at cooplaxon.com Sending you all big hugs and love now.